Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Love Hate Doctors. How are you? This is Dr. Love Weapon. And next to me, I have the sweetest doctor in all of medicine. His own kind of medicine, that is. Dr. Keith Sweet. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, hola, compadre. You've been on uh, COVID uh, vacation a little bit too long. Uh, in your lavish uh, Bayside uh, apartment. Magnificent view. Uh, you have a paradise uh, w- where you uh, reside. It's not much, Doctor, but it is home. It's it's a roof over our heads. And uh, But enough about me and uh, enough about you today. Today, we turn our attention to love-hate letters. I have a divorce letter. It's from Jackie to Cornelius. He says, your boss called me to tell me that you quit your job today and that was the last straw. Last week you came home and you didn't even notice that I had a new haircut and cooked your favorite meal and even wore a brand new pair of silk boxers. You ate in two minutes and went straight to sleep after watching your soaps. You don't tell me you love me anymore. You don't want sex or anything that connects us as husband and wife. Whatever the case, I'm gone. Your ex-husband, P.S., Don't try to find me. Your sister and I are moving away to West Virginia together. Have a great life. And and, and doctor, uh, though this is a very distressing letter, the wife responds to Cornelius and says, Oh, honey, nothing has made my day more than receiving your letter. Because yes, I do watch my soap so much because they drown out your constant whining and griping. Oh, and by the way, when you cooked my so-called favorite meal, you must have gotten me confused with my sister because I stopped eating pork seven years ago. After all of this, I still loved you, Cornelius, and felt that we could work things out. So when I hit the lotto for $10 million, I quit my job and bought us two tickets to Jamaica. But when I got home, you were gone. Everything happens for a reason, I guess. So I hope you have the fulfilling life you've always wanted. By the way, my lawyer said that this letter you wrote ensures that you won't get a dime from me. So take care. Signed, your ex-wife, rich as hell and free. P.S. I don't know if I ever told you this, but my sister Carla was actually born Carl. I hope that's not a problem. Jackie, I have to admire that even after you won the lottery, you were willing to forgive him. Unfortunately for him and fortunately for you, you guys found out what true love was and that wasn't with you my good god that is very toxic this is a letter from evan to renee with two e's anyway evan writes in dear doctors i think i found my soulmate we met at a bachelor party when renee walked into the room i couldn't take my eyes off 
of her doctors. I don't know if it was maybe the cut in half ram jersey with matching panties. She looked at me. I placed a 20 underneath her jersey. She stood on her hands and she put her knees on my shoulders and we saw eye to eyes and it was love. We've been together for two years. What is the best way that I can make her my wife and still keep her that raunchy tramp that she was? Thanks a lot, Evan. Evan, that is an amazing story, how you found love. You sometimes meet a stranger that becomes your soulmate. I wish you both great luck. Hopefully you have many children and enjoy a great sex life. Doctor, I think I'm going to have to get back now to uh, Miss, uh, Mr. Bradshaw. So I think we should end the show. I want to thank you all for listening. And in the meantime, Doctor, I'm getting ready for bed. Oh, uh, and, uh, but it, it doesn't even look dark. Everybody out there, you just well, keep loving and keep hating. Uh, we're <laughs> going back to the 80s to join our good friends, Toscano and Chang. Why don't you all come along? Radio. I'm Toscano from Toscano and Chang. We are bringing you the nostalgia from the memories we forgot we had. And we're introducing the 80s to a whole new generation. We have a great show for you today because we're continuing our talk on why it was better to live in the 80s. This is like a part two to the show we started last week. Today, we are going to do a little something different into the conversation of why it was better to live in the 80s because we're also going to compare it to today. And we're going to talk about some of the things that we as 80s kids, teenagers, and adults back then uh, are responsible for today. But as you know, I can't do this alone. And with me in studio is a man that works part-time as Yosemite Sam, the character at birthday parties. He's been seen lately driving his mint condition 1985 Yugo. We here back to the 80s call him the Chang. Toscano. I've decided that I'm going with this new personality uh, for this show. Uh, this is called my swag style. You know what I mean? I feel loose, free. Uh, I feel like uh, Bruce Lee uh, dancing on the balls of, of my feet. I feel like water flowing, strong, calm, yet aggressive. A big thank you to all of our listeners here in the United States, in Canada, Mexico, Central, South America, in Europe, Australia, Middle East, Caribbean, and everywhere else. I want to remind you guys to send us a note. Let us know what topics you want to hear and have us talk about here in the show. And we also want to ask you to become a sponsor of our show here, Back to the 80s Radio. Go to patreon.com forward slash back to the 80s. For the moment, I want you to stick around because we are on our way to the 1980s. We're talking about why it was better to live in the 80s here on the one and only Back to the 80s Radio. Hey, this is Laurie Miller from the first and original Expose. And you're listening to Back to the 80s Radio with Tosano and
All right, cats and kitties, you are back with Toscano and Chang right here at Back to the 80s. If you just joined us here at Back to the 80s Radio, we are on a mission here. This is uh, like a part two. We started last week talking about why it was better to live in the 80s, and we just briefly skimmed over some things. But I want you guys to do me a favor. Try to backtrack in your mind. Let's start thinking about all those things that made the 80s so great. Sure, we had problems in the 80s. We're not blind to that. But let's go ahead and kick it off today, talking about a few of the items that made the 80s so great to live in. For everybody who went to school, I mean, I was a teenager. Schools were a lot safer. School kids had to worry more about getting caught ditching instead of getting shot like today. Remember how safe, for the most part, schools were? It depends on the neighborhood, of course, but for the most part, schools were pretty darn safe. Uh, Ditching was pretty bad, uh, pretty safe back in the day, and I did uh, some of that during my term uh, as a senior at Montebello High School. I mean, we could take the bus to any neighborhood and just roll right in and and you know there was no issues no problem but of course we had to keep away from the man the heat the placa the huda the policia because uh they're not going to take too kind to uh, some long-haired rock and roll looking cats hey you cats should be in school school hey man we live to break the rules school rhymes with rule copper i mean you got to remember that kids really didn't have to worry about getting shot and today i mean it's You can't even number the times that there's school. I mean, there's so many school shootings here in the United States that we've lost count. And that's just in one year. They're as bad as uh, seeing police uh, shootings and police beatings. And it's it's almost as common nowadays as seeing gang shootings and killings as we did back in the 80s. Now, nowadays, uh, we have a lot of police uh, shootings, correct? Uh, Civil outbreak. Back in the 80s, we had we were still going through a I like to call it the ghost prejudice race, uh, racial movement back in in the 80s. It was still going on. That's why bands like N.W.A. came out. That's why uh, initially hip hop and rap music came out to talk about the story of the struggle that they were enduring with being uh, literally held down and put down and killed by the police forces uh, the struggle to battle to have dominancy in the drug world back in the 80s, remember? Because there was no opportunity for them because uh, society had, uh, the system had oppressed and, and closed the doors on them. So there was no other way but the violence that they were taking part in. And there was no other way to either kill themselves off from frustration and trying to dominate something to make money to survive that was not the right way. The system thought that we they would just uh, implode upon each other, kill each other off, and they wouldn't have to deal with it. You know, that is definitely a part of the 80s that I do not miss. The amount of gang activity that came to flourish in the 80s. And of course, it got even worse, and it is an, at an all-time high. We just don't hear about it as we did. I mean, that was one of the main things that, that the news focused on. Gang shootings was rampant, but they didn't do that in schools as far as I remember. You know, if you guys remember something else or there were school shootings where you come from, let us know. Go to our Facebook page and uh, send us a message and let us know so we can go ahead and and mention that as well on next week's show. School, going to school was just a much, much safer time. We had a blast. I mean, whether you were ditching or not, you know, we were so free in school. We would go to the the games uh, after school. You know, one of the things that's funny, 
uh, where my kids are going to high school. Now I've got one, my 16-year-old left. He's going to high school. When the bell rings, it's all quiet. You don't even know there's students in that school. In the 80s, when that bell rang, you knew school was over. And you remember the last day of school? People were screaming, throwing books, the trash, the papers were going all over the place. I mean, it was a, it was a time of celebration. Uh, they don't do that anymore in every school. Dude, you remember sometimes uh, you get crazy with silly string. You open up all the lockers and throw all the content onto the floor. You know, you're you're a little bit more prone to have an outburst in class. Who cares if you get thrown out the last day of school? Go back in your mind and think about how great it was in school, whatever it is that you did. So in spite of our problems, school was great. And and you know what? News, the news was only on at five and at 10 o'clock usually. It wasn't on the whole time until CNN came in, and then that was 24 hours. But before CNN, you didn't have to worry about hearing bad news throughout the day. Terrorists were only TV bad guys. They weren't our daily worry. You could go to the airport back then, and you weren't frisked from head to toe. You didn't have to take your shoes off. They weren't touching you in your privates. They weren't x-raying your body every time you passed. Most people felt free. There was that feeling that we had learned from our parents' mistakes and from their parents' mistakes. You know, we had Hands Across America. We had all these events that were pro-helping people in need, you know. We had the We Are the World. We had the Unite. We had so many organizations that would help people in need. And we thought, wow, the future generations, they're going to be so much better. Life is going to be so much better in the future. Because technology is getting better and we're evolving as, as a world, as a society for the better. Little did we know, brother. But before we get into the bad news, there were other things that made life so much better back then. Remember going to your local convenience store or wherever you got your, your books or magazines? There was a magazine called Mad Magazine. Oh, yeah. That dude was crazy looking with the big it ears. made... Yeah, it made fun of everybody. That magazine made fun of everybody. But here's the kicker. Nobody got offended. We are a generation from back in the 80s that we took things as, oh, oh, well, yeah, that's funny. Or, you know what, that wasn't that funny. That's stupid. And that's about it. We didn't get all hurt, bent out of shape, and, you know, start taking pills for depression because somebody said something Whatever it is to, to make fun of us. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. You know what? It's funny. That magazine is perfect. Nowadays, Mad Magazine would be looked upon, same with National Lampoons, by, uh, it, it would be attacked by a snowflake. It would be attacked by a Karen, male version or female version. There'd be no, no party would take part in to admit enjoying that it would be banned somewhere along the line nowadays something like that is going to offend a group or somebody and there's going to be lawsuits there's going to be people that are going to start picketing or doing who knows what for the self-entitlement back in the 80s it was everybody you didn't have to worry about your color or what you liked or how you dressed everybody was pretty much accepted oh remember nowadays in fashion uh, fashion has kind of goes around in circles. So some of the fashion uh, that is nowadays was a fashion of the past. The 80s, my friend, we were at a time 
when fashion was being created right then and there in that era with our uh, entertainers, with our rock stars, with MTV, with being in bands, with everybody that had swag back in the 80s created a vibe where it was it was okay to be you. It was okay to do what you wanted to do. You were going to be accepted. And it was like that in my high school. Didn't matter what uh, what kind of music or how you dressed or what lifestyle you were or what color or where you came from. Didn't matter. It was so diversity was everything. And nowadays, my friend, that's one of the last things that we have that we're really losing a grip on. Yeah, you know. Being a Republican or a Democrat, for example, it was similar to being a Cowboy and Steelers fan. You just you got mad at each other, but it wasn't your whole identity. Look at stand up comedy. It was entertainment. It wasn't a a political ploy. It wasn't people out there to get their political points of view across. It was there to entertain, to make people feel better about themselves. It was there to crack smiles, to make you feel, you know what, I've had trouble during my day or I'm I'm feeling whatever it is that I'm feeling sad or depression. And now I'm seeing the stand-up. I mean, oh my gosh, watching Robin Williams, listening to Eddie Murphy, Pryor, look at George Carlin. We had entertainers, these comedians that made your days much brighter. Well, you know what I thought back then, the, com- the job of a comedian is to get the elephant out of the room. The elephant's going to be there. You might as well bring it up, slash it, get it out of the room. At least that's the way I felt when I was doing stand-up. You know what? I know for a fact my style of stand-up that I was doing uh, a few years back wouldn't fly with a lot of the rooms nowadays. As a matter of fact, a lot of my homies, friends of mine that are promoters, I don't get, uh, I don't put myself out there to do comedy because they want to do majority clean rooms. I have no problem with doing a kids party type of a comedy set. But I'm not going, I would never want to set my standards or or have to go over something that I don't really feel to make people laugh. That's not me being me. I swear to you, bro, I won't do it. But we're, we're missing that nowadays. We've taken a lot of the uh, fearlessness out of the chuckle. And now the chuckle is dying. Everybody is just, it's become too crazy nowadays. And back in the 80s, it was okay to say what you were going to say. And if somebody didn't like it, you had no problem with apologizing. Nowadays, brother, people won't apologize. They'll come back with another heinous comment and another heinous comment. Then social media picks it up and it becomes a type of social bullying. Yeah, you know, it becomes national news and then you're looked at as a criminal. It just amazes me of what what has become of comedy today. Before, I mean, let's... Let's go on to a different subject. You, you used to be able to ride your bike without a helmet, without knees, knee pads, without any type of body armor like today. And, and no, one, no one judged you for it. And guess what? We had parental discipline, something that is lacking today. I remember back then it was called spanking. Now you say the word spanking today. They're getting ready to call the cops on you just for mentioning the word. You know what, bro? The day that when people say, oh, you're getting a timeout. That's when people lost touch of handing their kids over to a pampered world with uh, no consequences. You know, when, back in the 80s, we grew up in, with a generation of our parents that, you know, you paid the piper. You know, they're going to they're gonna give you a whack. It, that's why, like, if the TV didn't work back in the day, you whack it on the side 
and that thing straightens up. Same thing with the majority of the parents uh, back then with, you know, with cats and kitties, uh, our age bracket. That's how we got brought up. You know what I'm saying? There was a time and a place for everything. I like to think that I brought me and my me and my old lady. We brought up our kids with the same kind of guidelines. You know, we are the last generation as parents that are going to raise our children with that type of a background. And the sad thing is, we are also the generation that was the first to break up with kids and get divorced. So there's the yin and the yang. So somewhere along the line, those kids that we created are going to be the ones that are going to have to hold this society together on morals. Well, their children or other people's children that started late but have younger children that are going to abide by time out. Here's a phone. Do what you're going to do. We're going to have an effed up way to go as opposed to back then. I remember, brother, we had a curfew, 10 o'clock. And if a cop seen you, you're getting a ticket, you're getting a ride home. Or you're going to the station and call your parents. That crap doesn't happen nowadays, brother. No, no, it doesn't. And you know what? This whole thing now, when you said the timeout thing, when you don't put a real limit on on a child, you know, we were given limits. I me mean, at my house, we were given limits. And if you don't abide by those limits and by that law, it's it's a law. It's a law of your house. It's a law of the home. You know, once you take away law and you just say, you know what, you make up your own law. You're free to do it. You know, think whatever you want. Discover yourself. It's whatever you want. That's not right because it isn't whatever you want. If you're going to live in in my home, you know that my parents used to say, you're going to live in our home. You abide by my rules. And if you don't like it, guess what? You get out. You know, see how you're going to pay, see where you're going to go eat, where you're going to go sleep. You know, it's not it's not so nice out there when you don't have when you don't have a dime. Listen, this is Back to the 80s Radio. We're going to take a quick break. Like a creature of the night. Back to the 80s. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Commercials, bad. Music, good. Now, with zero commercials. Please help support and send your donation today. We are going back to the 80s. We're talking about things that made the 80s so great to live in. Uh, During the break, I was thinking television. Television for us, whether it be TV shows, whether it be cartoons, whether it be sporting events, everything was much more exciting. It was more livelier. It was just full of life. One of the things oh, that yeah. gets me really sad in today's television market is that we have so many remakes and they're bad remakes. They did a remake on the movie Chips or on the TV series Chips and they made it a movie. Remember that? Now, Chips wasn't a comedy. They made it a ridiculous comedy. You know, they remade um, Ghostbusters a few times. Ridiculous. They remade so many movies instead of coming up with their own ideas. We've talked about this before. So TV was something incredible. 
Uh, today, we're getting to the point where the faces are changed. Everything is computer generated. It looks fake. No matter how good it looks, it still looks fake. We know it's it doesn't look real. One of the other things that made the 80s great for some of us, not for you, Chang, I can tell you, and for those of you listening, you'll identify with the following. Some of the things that were great in the 80s about TV, HBO played movies, late night talk shows were just there to entertain you when you fell asleep, and MTV actually played videos. If you didn't like MTV, like yours truly here, Chang, they actually, they played videos. It was a place where you can go and listen and watch your favorite artist, but it was it was literally like radio, but on TV. It was literally like the death of radio. Yeah, and you know what? I have to agree, but I still loved MTV when it came out. Uh, but I didn't understand. I was so young, I didn't understand the consequences of the future that that would bring. In the 90s, they introduced reality TV, and then it was over. It was absolutely over yeah i would like to see them recreate a sanford and son and see if they keep it on the tight wire of uh, the racial barriers they did in the 70s nowadays which the whole reason the movement in in the late 70s early 70s into the 80s to express the freedom and the creativity of people that are not of caucasian background and uh, nowadays it's like uh Everybody's dying to get on the public eye. Everybody forgot how uh, appreciative they should be to have that uh, fortune. And everybody gets on there nowadays, bro. Scandalous or however. It's crazy. Now, back in the 80s, you get on there with what you're wearing or where you're hanging out. You know, Uh, the one thing that we do not have nowadays that we had a great back then more live music festivals oh yeah yeah and not only because we have covid now but even before covid the live events to the degree and magnitude that we had them in the 80s they're non-existent anymore why would let me ask you what is your reason why music festivals uh, as we saw back in the eighties, have died down. I'm going to blame. I'm going to blame record labels. I'm going to blame radio stations. The way they run radio stations because of the promotions. Uh, there isn't that type of promotion anymore. There's very short because there's so much money going on. Now the record labels have an agreement with. Uh, there's there's a few companies here in the United States that put together all these events. And they have an arrangement with the record labels. And then the record labels tell the radio stations, look, you can't do this. You can't give away too many of these. You can't tell people about this. You have to tell people about this certain concert, about this concert, and that's it. They just don't allow artists to be themselves like they used to in the 80s. They did control a lot of the artists. But let me tell you what. So Vince Neil from Motley Crue kind of confessed. He said, you know, when when they were trying to make it, it was so stinking hard for them to get any gig. They didn't want to get any record label. Nobody wanted to sign them. Nobody. Until, until, I'm going to tell you what happened. One record label, because they just weren't the right sound. That's not what they were looking for. Record labels weren't looking for them. And the same thing happened to Quiet Riot. Nobody was signing Quiet Riot. Until one day, 
one record label took the chance on Quiet Riot. Guess what happened after that? All record labels were just letting in letting in countless bands. It doesn't matter who you are. We're just going to give you a record deal, record deal, record deal. And from that moment, there was a little bit more liberty. Today, oh, and they also allowed the artists to be themselves. They allowed the artists to write their own music, to write their lyrics. Today, different story. The record labels today, the their executives, you know, all these uh, strategy departments that they have going on think that they know more uh, than the bands about their own music. You know, it's it's a disgrace. Bingo, you nailed it right there on the head, brother. They've taken the originality out of music, spirituality in, in a sense, and they uh, dictate to the artists of what they want and it fits a certain criteria. When you have the lack of talent out there that cannot shine with an, just amps, you know, it's got to go deeper than that. Uh, artists have to have uh, 20,000 cats up there dancing with them as their choreography's going down. Can't afford to go out there and throw these events and the talent's really not there to sound the same as from live as opposed to what they're putting on track. Look what's happened now with events like the Super Bowl. Now the Super Bowl isn't even a game. Now it's a concert with a game on the side. Oh, don't get me started. Don't don't get Dick Hader in here. <laughs> well, it's important because now we have this coming Sunday, we have the Super Bowl. And it's important that we mention that the Super Bowl has fallen from a place to where it was actually holding a, a beautiful sporting event. And it's created a whole different animal. You know, back then in the 80s, music was made. It was made by artists. And I, I want to put a little side note here. A lot of people that are even from the 80s will say, oh, well, we had uh, a computer generated music back then. I mean, look at synthesizers. And I'm not talking about that. It's still an instrument. Yeah, and if they are talking about that, you know what I would tell them, right? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> All right. Well, I loved it. I loved it. Even Van Halen had synthesizer, <laughs> but it was still an instrument, uh, an don't instrument that still that was played. Today, uh, most music that is popular out there in radio today isn't made with instruments at all. It's made with a computer program. It's called a digital audio workstation, and it has all the instruments, and that's how they make music. So what music is today is a disgrace compared to what we had. We are blessed, bro. Now, yes, I I, I agree. I, I understand and agree with partly what you're saying, but don't... Uh, oh, don't don't give me that. Don't give me don't, that. Uh, don't give in and be rich hater because there are some great bands and artists out there now. Oh, I never said there wasn't. That have similar styles and the same spirit and vibe of great bands back of the 70s and the 80s. I can so, tell you what Gene Simmons said, okay? Oh, he asked the, the following Donald question. Trump of heavy metal. No, l l listen, listen. I can tell I can ask the same question that he asked. Okay? If today's music is so great, show me where the new upcoming Rolling Stones are. Show me where the new Billy Joels are at. Show me where the new Van Halens are at. You know what? They don't exist. Period. You have great musicians today, but you don't have life changing music like you did back then. Am I right or am I wrong? You are 100% right. And the good and the great or the good musicians nowadays have all been influenced by the bands that you don't need to talk about. But the spirit and the content that you are discussing are who that they were raised upon to have what they have. So, yes, I commend you. 
with that answer. You know what? Ladies and gentlemen, give my partner here, Toscano, a round of applause as he bows down to uh, himself in his lavish scenery. Uh, he's at an arcade right now, but obviously he pulled all the plug. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Take a bow, Tusky. <laughs> Take a bow. You always deserve it. The 80s were a time where we had so much fun. Everything that, that we touched was to us something new. Even something simple like dinner time. Dinner time, meat and potatoes for dinner at home. We didn't have Food Network to make us feel like we were underachievers. We didn't have Dr. Oz to tell us that it was unhealthy. We didn't feel so self-entitled and self-absorbed back then. However, on that same note, I've got to tell you that the majority of problems that we have today with the newer millennials and Generation Z are because the parents who grew up in the 80s, what happened? You have allowed the power of technology in your life to rule your life to the degree that you don't care about anything else but what's in front that little screen. Now, we're not being hypocrites here. We're not saying that technology is evil because we need it. We need technology. It's no longer a luxury. Now it's a necessity, right? We're doing this show using technology. I'm not hating on technology, but I am telling you that we that grew up in the 80s and that are now parents and some are grandparents are the responsible ones for their kids and their actions. And a lot of people say, well, no, I'm not responsible for my kids. You sure are because you've raised them. What did you teach them? What did they see at home? You know, did you allow them to be whoever they wanted want to be? Well, there you go. Now you have the consequences. How many times have you and I seen adults that are our age, they cannot live something very simple. We've seen this so many times on videos on YouTube and things like that. But people that forget, you know, when we forget our phones and this happens to me too. When I forget my phone, you feel like there's a part of you that's missing, right? I feel like I lost my wallet. Yeah, it's horrible. And you know what? I, When that happens to me, I stop and I think, you know what? I'm okay. If it's any emergency, you know what? That emergency is going to remain an emergency even when I come back and I find my phone. You are 100% right, my brother. And you know what? It's funny, man. We could do a comedy skit on how ridiculous that people get that panic, that panic strike a pose, that panic in their face where they just remember and then they start touching their they touch themselves like they have jackets sometimes and we don't even have a jacket. They're like looking up here. I don't even have pockets over here in my phone. I only have four pockets. <laughs> if it's not there, it's not up my butt. Where the heck did I do on my phone? Where was the last place I was at? You that are listening today, are you one of those that grew up in the 80s and today you're so addicted to, te to technology that you even take your phone to the bathroom? I know people that take their phone to the bathroom that their phone cannot be one second away from them because why? You don't even answer phone calls because everything is by text. Do you have to have your eyes on the screen again and again and again? You know that cartoon uh, by, I believe it's DreamWorks, that cartoon called Wally. -E? And in this cartoon, uh, the earth is basically destroyed. Everybody lives in space and there's a ship. Uh, have you seen this, Chang? This movie called Wally? -E? That's where we're headed, bro. Wally -E World. Here. There's a big ship and everybody on the ship is fat. Nobody walks. Everybody is using technology. At one point, I thought, oh, man, that could never happen. But you know what? It's happening. It is happening. I can see the future where everybody is using VR glasses and not leaving their home. Like the movie Ready Player One. 
My name's Wade Watts. My dad picked that name because it sounded like a superhero's alter ego, like Peter Parker or Bruce Banner. But he died when I was a kid, my mom too. And I ended up here, sitting here in my tiny corner of nowhere. There's nowhere left to go. Remember the movie Ready Player One? Just like that. I don't remember that movie. Who was in that movie? It's a it's a film that came out in 2018, and it stars Ty Sheridan, Olivia Cook, Mark Rylance, Ben Mendelsohn. It's got really really rave reviews. It's it's a great movie, but it shows a dystopian society, and everybody lives with that screen on their face. Everybody. And what's really cool about this movie is everything is based around the 80s. So it's based in, in the future, right? Not too distant future. Well, the music is just like the 80s. They have so many references to the 80s. The story that's... Be- soundtrack. The, the soundtrack is 80s. The main story has to do with events that took place in the 80s. So it's a great film, and I do recommend it. When you see this film, you're going to see society's going straight to, the, to what you see there. But they stay because of all the things they can be. Can you feel this? Um, yeah. It's the only place that feels like I mean anything. The Oasis was the brainchild of James Howard. Like many of you, I only came here to escape. But I found something much bigger than just myself. Are you willing to fight? Help us save the Oasis. Interesting. I'm going to have to look for this movie and check it out. Ready Player One. So, what kind of life did you have in the 80s? Let us know at Facebook fan page. Let us know what type of childhood you had. What were the things that you enjoyed most about the 80s? What are the things that you didn't enjoy most about the 80s? And for some, what? why do you enjoy today more than we did back then? If you could pick one of your best memories, rather, things from the 80s and weigh it up against something that is your best memory or something you love nowadays, what would they be and how do they differ but yet hold that same place? in your heart. I want to discount one answer. You can't say, well, I had my children in in the 2000s, so that's more important than any decade. No, no, no. No, not not counting kids because yeah, we yeah, know no. kids. Right, right. No. Yeah, you can't get soft. That's so yeah. cliche. Everybody says, that. well, I wouldn't change. No, my, my kids' memories are the greatest memories of my life. And some say totally the opposite. But you know what? Yes, and, and you know what? You know what's funny when people say that? Usually they're doing it just in case their kids or their wives are around <laughs> or that news may get back to their wives and kids because you don't want to hear crap when you get home about that because your wife will never forget it for 25 years and your kids will use that joke to get money and other goods off of you for the rest of your life. So that one question may be posed again 50 years later what was the greatest thing that you did in your life and what was the biggest regret the greatest thing i did in my life was everything to become me the biggest regret 
having a ball and chain around my legs and my <laughs> neck for 55 years. You know, Suck you know, I asked a, um, a question many times on Facebook. If you can go back to the 80s, it doesn't matter what period you choose. Choose your favorite period of the 80s. For those of you who would want to go, okay? For those of you who'd want to go back to the 80s and you could relive your childhood all over again, but know what you know now, would you do it? Even if it means that the family you have now would not be your family, okay? You'd have a different family. You got to try to understand this train of thought. You can't get soft on this and say, oh, no, because I would never change my family now. No, 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 no. You're going back to be a child again. You're going to redo everything all over again. You're starting off from zero again. If you had a chance, would you do it? Let us know. Go to our Facebook page and let us know if you would. Just give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down if you wouldn't. No, nobody's judging. But we ask these questions because, you know what, I've, I've thought about this. I've even asked some people and some people have said, you know what, I love my kids to death more than anything on earth. And I would never change a thing. However, if I could start over, I would. I've asked it of myself. To go back, do you ever see the movie with Robin Williams uh, where what dreams may come, where all of his family basically dies, he dies, his wife commits suicide, all that. And at the end of the movie, he comes back as a little kid to do it over. It's hard because we don't we don't want to say no and then not have our kids born. But would you start over? You know, I, I think that's a, that's an important question that it doesn't need a real answer, but it makes us think. Hey, you know what, Toscano? I love that point. The truth in, of that and the essence of that is when you can honestly, legitimately answer that question in your own head and be truthful with yourself that you were able to answer that without any guilt, without patronizing yourself or your own soul. Oh, nobody can know what I really feel. But you know what? If I could, hell yeah, I would to live that truth. And you know what? Let's go ahead and take a break. And if you're listening to K-Hits Not at 2.5 right now, this song goes out to everybody out there listening from the 80s. It's a little about a little bit about what we're talking about. This is In Excess with Mystified. You are hanging with Toscano and Chang, and we are all <laughs> back to the 80s. Now, back to good, wholesome, politically correct entertainment. Oops, wrong station. <clears throat> now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Che. You're listening to Back to the 80s. This is Toscano. You just heard in XS. We posed a question before the show, and that's would you do it all over again? If you had the chance, would you go back in time, be that youngster that you were, and make those different choices regardless of what the new outcome would be. It's a question for the ages. But right now, it's the time of the show where we talk about what made us angry back in the 80s. And in honor of the most wondrous Chang, we now call them Changries. So Chang, take it away. What made you Changry back in the 1980s? You know what made me Changry back in the 1980s? Being so drunk, I would stub my toe on the bottom of the toilet bowl. You know what else got me changry back in the 1980s, my friend? Hot Mickey's beer. Yeah. You know what got me changry back in the 1980s? Flip flops. 
Do you know what got me Changri back in the 1980s? I was never able to scam on any of the chicks on Dallas. You know what got me Changri back in the 1980s, Toscano? When I would go buy a $5 lid and it was only stems and seeds, but I couldn't check because there was no light. That used to get me Changri. You know what got me Changri? Back in the 1980s, my brother Toscano, Axel Rose threw a cigarette at my white Chuck Taylors. And that, ladies and gentlemen, has been this week's Changries. If you have something that made you angry during the 80s and you'd like to have us share it or Chang read it here, here out loud, go ahead and get in contact with us through our Facebook page, through our private messenger. In the meantime... Chang, there are so many things that we have left to talk about of why life was so much better in the 80s. Let me tell you before we leave, the one thing that I remember about the 80s is feeling freedom. There was a sense of freedom in the air. Life was, in spite of my dad, I remember my dad saying, oh my gosh, it's so much, there's so much traffic, there's so much going on, everybody's going to and from places and it's so busy little did we know how busy it was eventually going to get riding our bikes thinking in nothing else but where are we going to go eat where are we going where are we going to go have fun where's our next stop where what are we going to see who are we going to meet and that's it coming home and just making sure you don't get in trouble and then the next day it'd be a, a totally different day so just that feeling of freedom is, uh, like the MasterCard commercial say, is priceless. On that note, Chang, I think we're going to need a part three next week. But I also want to let you guys know that we have some special guests uh, coming on the show next week. A group of ladies in charge of the Steve Perry Legacy Group and uh, Facebook uh, fan page. So stay tuned because that's going to be a great talk all about Steve Perry, what's going on, and uh, the future that satellite radio may hold for Steve Perry. So have a great weekend. I hope you enjoy yourself. Stay safe out there now that they, they're they lifting mask mandates. And uh, with the possibility of World War Three looming in the horizon, be good to each other because that's all we got. Take care. Yeah, everybody out there, before we release you to another Changtastic weekend, make every day the best that you can. Tomorrow is not promised, especially with all the gloom and doom hanging over our heads. But remember, don't strain and stress on it too much because the great spirit above, whatever you bow your head to, already has a plan. So you just keep your moral code high and on check. And with that, I bid you all an adios. Arrivederci. Hasta mañana. Hasta la vista. Hasta luego. Sayonara. See you later, bros. And to all my homies in the barrio. Oh, ho, ho, rale. Take me back to the glory days.